This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. The 10th Annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino is next Friday, one week from tomorrow at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. Special thanks to our partners, Birdie Corn Divot Tool, Barbecues Galore, and Genesis Invitational. I'm actually going to be at Black Gold later today, Andy. I am part of Morales' summer vacation, 36 holes a day. I am joining for the second 18 later this afternoon that dude has been living his best life <laughs> I know. he is loving life right now you see him in these video posts he looks great he was okay he's gotten really good over the last several months i had not played with him for a while i hadn't played with him in maybe i don't know four or five months at least maybe six or seven it'd been a long time we went out on sunday and it's like whoa and I've been looking at some of the scores that he's posted. It's like, damn, he's getting pretty darn good. So we'll see what it looks like today. It's We're getting near the end of his summer vacation. 36 holes a day is no joke. I don't care if it's in a golf cart or anything else. It's been hot. He's And Yorba Linda's Oh, I had warm. it tapped out by hole 10 with this, these temperatures. It's been unbearable. I'm trying to think if Chris and I have ever played golf and not had a really good time if you understand what i'm saying like we'll play some golf but we're also enjoying ourselves and enjoying our 20-year relationship and talking about stuff i don't know if it's, it's thursday afternoon i gotta i gotta be here tomorrow i don't think this is in my best what is a today. 20-year relationship with morales like exactly what you would think exactly what you would think so it's probably longer than that frankly it's probably closer to 25 he was a child because I'm a little bit older than he is. He was a very, and I was young when I got started and he was already there when I got there. And I'm 10 years older than he is. So imagine Chris only 25 years ago. Right. That's exactly right. I, it's hard for me to imagine Chris as a child. Well, he was not childish, but he was he had the No, it's easy to remember. It's easy to imagine childish. <laughs> I just can't imagine him a child. <laughs> Like, Chris doesn't seem like somebody who was ever a child. Chris seems like he was born, like, basically this age and just stayed this age his whole life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not far off, but it was there was a little more, because I was going to say animated, but he can't be more no. animated than he is right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good question. <laughs> he was different, but the same. You, you understand. Sure. All right. Otani is like you i'm really glad you said what you said that the angels dumping all these guys was not to save seven million dollars in money or to get under the tax threshold the reason that they needed to be under the tax threshold is because if you're above a number and you get a compensatory pick which is what they will get if otani leaves if you're above the line it's a fourth round pick if you're below the line it's a second round pick. And then moving to get below the line means that he's not coming yeah, back. Yeah, this was an acknowledgement. He gone. Yes. He's out. I agree with you. The elbow injury obviously complicates things to a point. I still think he's going to get virtually the same deal he was going to get. And if it is shorter, there's going to be an opt out earlier so he can recoup that money if, in fact, he's healthy again. Um, I'm not so sure that at least a portion of of what he's going to get. Never mind, he might be the best power hitter in baseball. 
that when healthy, he's a top 10 pitcher, if not better than that. But the simple fact that we know nothing about him, that he is completely mysterious, that nobody knows what he likes, nobody knows what he doesn't like, nobody knows where he wants to live, how he lives, who his friends are, who he doesn't. Like that we're, we're speculating literally on every single level of what he might do next, other than the one or two times he said, I want to go somewhere where we can win. Everything else has been so formulaic and cliched that we fill in the blanks with ourselves. Is there like a premium on the mysterious factor with Otani? It's amazing. Like when, when you really think about him, like he, there's so much that mystique adds to the legend. And the legend is easy to build up because A, he's huge. Physically like he, huge. Yeah, he is huge. He's a big guy. Like he is Paul Bunyan esque. He's 6'5. I I'm not. He, I think that's what he's listed as. He is a big, big guy. Like he is. He would be big in most sports, other than maybe the NBA. Right. He would be a big guy. So that that adds to that mystique and that legend that he's like literally larger than life in his sport. He is from a different culture. He speaks a different language than you know the Major League Baseball is in America. The most common language would be either English or Spanish. Mm -hmm. He does not speak either one of them. So he's otherworldly in that aspect as well. Like there there are so many different ways that he is completely inscrutable and that there's no comp for him. And like trying to figure out what makes this guy tick. I mean cuz even we like don't the know. idea No, we it, we guess it all of okay, this. Stuff. Even the whole I just want to go somewhere where I can win. That is the most cliche boiler point. Everybody says that. Even athletes who regularly just take the bag going somewhere <laughs> where they're never going to win. They all say they want to win. Right. They all say that. Saying that is essentially saying nothing. Because I, I, I jump forward to that we're guessing on all this stuff because let's – he decides that he's going to sign with the Angels all over again. And it comes out that, you know, I didn't say anything, but my best friend on earth is Luis Rangifo. <laughs> and we never go anywhere apart. That, that guy just gets me. <laughs> he gets me. We sit on the plane next to we play, we play FIFA video games every night. We love to play Call of Duty. Uh, I, I just can't imagine playing baseball somewhere that doesn't have Luis Rangifo. <laughs> and he won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> he won't force his the, way out. The, it's, it's not totally What's his insane. contract situation? <laughs> Rangifo's? Yeah, he may, he's, maybe he's getting ready for a payday. I don't know. <laughs> well, but like, what if, what if he's under contract? for like two or three years <laughs> you just you can't like it was too late to force it was too late to force a trade <laughs> but that that something completely unforeseen is what's driving his decision making it's not totally out of he left field loves orange county he lo i he goes to disneyland every night when they close at midnight he gets a three-hour free tour by himself <laughs> and he, he just he does it every day he's, and nobody knows he's the lopez <laughs> twins of baseball <laughs> He can't imagine, but that's the reason he came. That's the reason he picked the Angels in the first place. That he, El Farolito in Fullerton is his favorite Mexican restaurant. He doesn't want to be more than ten minutes away from it at any time. Like it, something like that. The fact that we know nothing about when was the last time you saw a picture of Shohei Otani where he wasn't on the field in a uniform? Okay, we were talking about this before the show. All Star if, Game. He was in. A, he was in a suit at the All Star Game, but that was when everybody was walking out. But it was. Baseball. He was exactly. at a baseball yeah. game. Okay. Right? To Emily's point, if Otani walked past me in a suit, like without other, you know, if he was with a big entourage, then I, 
it might be a like giveaway. You pass him in an airport. If I pass Shohei Otani in an airport in a suit, I am not a hundred percent sure I would recognize him. I would. I under, I understand your point that that maybe not. I I would, and I think for the first of all, he's much bigger than the average person. Sure. So he's gonna if somebody six five walks by, you're gonna notice he's not just a great. He's like movie star handsome. He's really good looking. So you you stack. I, I, I think you would. I okay. He, I think you would. Write, Maybe I would. Luis Redgifo's walking right by you. <laughs> Not a right? clue. Mike Chris Moustak- Taylor. Mike Moustakas is walking right by you. I can promise you. <laughs> I, I can't even picture what Moustakas looks like. <laughs> I have no idea what that guy yeah, looks like. You're not doing a double take. Is that Tyler Anderson? I actually, know you're not doing actually, that. Actually, if I'm really going to be 100% transparent about this, other than Trout or Tani, there's nobody on Ooh. the there's nobody on the Angels. Forget in street clothes that I'd recognize. There's nobody on the Angels in an Angels uniform. <laughs> if we took the names <laughs> off, you're not gonna be able. To- not a clue. Not okay. a well, clue. If you took the names off their, you back, wouldn't recognize Rendon. You can't picture never, his face. Why would I recognize him? He doesn't play. He won the World Series a few years. A different team. Maybe but- if you put him in a Nationals <laughs> uniform, I'd recognize him in an Angels uniform. No. I've not, I don't think I've actually. I don't think I've actually seen Anthony Rendon in an Angels uniform. Yeah, but, like right. you might as well be wearing well, a McDonald's uniform. Nobody, okay, you'd reckon. I'm trying to flip this a little bit. Is this an Angel? You'd recognize Fred, Freddie Freeman in an airport. Yes, Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, Max Muncie. Yeah, well, he's been with the Dodgers okay. long enough. Kershaw, no, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, Christian Yelich. I can picture in my mind what Yelich yeah. looks like. I'm just trying to think, like, where's the line on the Dodgers? Chris Taylor? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, uh, okay, the Dodgers are actually on Kike. TV Come in on, my Kike. house. Kike, absolutely. Yeah. The Dodgers are on TV in my house a lot because my wife is a big, big okay. Dodger fan. I'm trying to figure out if it's baseball or if it's the... Well, there's game. baseball to some degree. Ronald Acuna. Can you picture what his face looks like? Because he might be the best player in the whole league, not named Otani. <laughs> I'm picturing Acuna right now, but I'm not positive I'm picturing him accurately. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Like, I could just as easily be realizing, like, if you put a lineup in front of me, oh, no, I was actually thinking of That's that That's Ozzy Albies. Yes. Yeah, right? That's just a, a different guy. No way I know who Ozzy, Ozzy Albies is. Ozzy Albies uniform. is good. Out of uniform, he looks like chance. I'd like to hang out with him. He looks like he'd be to be honest, all baseball players look alike to me. <laughs> they all do. Not Otani. No, not Otani. Otani's one of one. I I can't wait to – and maybe it'll never happen, right, that when he makes his decision and they have the introductory press conference, right, and Mm -hmm. he's got the tie on and he's got his jersey over his tie and the whole thing, and the question is asked, why did you pick the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Cubs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Seattle Mariners? Does he give us a real answer, or is it just I'm here to win? I'm here to win. They got a great organization. They treated me with respect. The the whole thing. Do we ever get his true feelings? <laughs> I don't think we do. No, I don't think he ever gives us any of this stuff. Right, and in part because whatever team signs him, they're not going to make him say a damn thing. They're not going to push him to do anything. I want to get your thoughts on this. And and, and real be, quick, real yeah. quick, I just pulled up Baseball Reference to the Angels page. And they have their top 12 players. Uh-huh. The first two are Trout and Otani. Sure. The other 10, not a clue <laughs> who any of these I, people I want to see if are. I could, if, if, and I'll be honest, if, there, if I'm walking through an airport and they're coming the other direction, if I recognize them or not, give them to me. 
Who are they? Hunter Renfro. Uh, I would know. I would know him because he looks a lot like Mike Trout. Mickey Moniak. No chance. Uh, Zach Nito. <laughs> Louise, no chance. Louise Renfro. Renfro. Yeah, Rengifo, because yeah. he's he's actually pretty good. Uh, Griffin Canning. No. Oh God! <laughs> the guy that I just the guy that I just put the cursor on. I thought that was Rendon. That's Matt Moore. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know him. I'd know Rendon. And Matt Moore is no longer an angel. Taylor Ward. I think he's no, he's hurt. Brandon Drury, no. Patrick Sandoval, I'd know him. Yeah. Uh, Zach Nieto, nope. This is not good. Reese <laughs> Detmers, <laughs> no. Carlos uh, uh, Estevez. Estevez, no. I'm telling you, these twelve mug shots, ladies and gentlemen, other than 2023, other than Otani and Trout, not a clue who any of them were. Would you recognize Phil Nevin? Maybe thirty years ago, <laughs> I don't think I recognize him now. Um, and other, you know, um, you know, crap show teams this season. The Mets have fired both their director of player development and the director of pro, pro player evaluation. So the Mets are also in a. In a That's not the same. They have a the player development and pro player evaluation. Those are two different jobs. I guess so. Those seems odd. those don't those seem similar? They do seem like similar things, but maybe they have small differences, but again, they're they're firing the people that made the decisions that made this team this when year. When you go spend 300 million dollars on a payroll and you finish out of the, you're out of the playoff race by the 4th of July, some some heads are going to roll. Things went very very wrong with the Mets. I just pulled up Anthony Rendon's picture. <laughs> That is not who I thought he was. Met, I think I might have gone to high school with that guy. That is not even close to who I thought he was. I did that. We were I was out with uh, Key one night or one afternoon. Uh, we were at the football game, and I'm looking at this guy. Uh, it's it, it's Keys belongs to this club that we go watch the SC Stanford game every year, and it's a big party. It's out on a golf course, and I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I think I went to high school with that guy. I think I went. I can't quite put my finger on who that was. It was Dan Heron who pitched in the major leagues for like 20 years, and I'd just been watching him on TV. I'm like, the face rings a bell. Couldn't put your finger on it. That's you with Anthony Rendon. I know that guy. I mean, not a clue. You brought up something interesting with some mathematics with the Lakers and some salaries and how they might match up surprisingly closely with some other guys. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
So uh, this is a question from Rick J on uh, X Twitter, uh, and he asks. You guys made the transition to calling it X yet, or is it still? No, Twitter? I still call it Twitter. Me too. But um, yeah, me too. So Rick J says, "Are we going to get any Commander and Chimp updates?" And so I'm wondering, have you guys done your water bottle tour yet? What <laughs> studios have you met with? Like, what, what's well, going I mean, on here we, with Commander? We can't and Chimp? meet with the studios the right now. Well, really that strike is killing us. That only that only stops so many people. You could you could wink wink not, get some coffee. Emily, we're not scabs. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. We you are, get this movie. Done. through and through <laughs> absolutely i mean look we gotta we gotta work with the actors and i mean we're not bringing on extra writers we don't need them but we gotta right, work with these actors later on right in the studios you know eventually we're gonna come to an agreement like everyone's you i mean you could you could pitch it to a24 and neon they're they're able to pitch movies right now because uh they agreed to the um the deal from the- I, I know but i have a lot of friends in sag who don't like the exceptions mm, they, they feel like the exceptions don't quite give you the same thrust with all this. It's a little right, bit of, of having course. your cake and eating it too. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, Any commander and chimp updates? Once, once we get squared away and everybody goes back to work, then we can start. Well, I mean, to it's, flesh it's this hard. Out. Right now, it's a difficult time to pitch things because until things go back into production, you know, it's already a very turbulent time for the industry. With you of know, course. what with the streaming and everything, <laughs> we, well, and we would never let AI write our script for us. Absolutely this, this, not. This is something that we. It's our. But it's AI our baby. could design the poster. But just not the script. Yeah, well, I think we, I think we got a pretty good idea what the poster would look like. AI doesn't get this, right? It, the the poster features Bobo prominently, mm-hmm. right? He's in the middle of the poster, and then you have two supporting characters. I think we've cast Jay as the vice president. So, well, if, if Jay Moore <laughs> wants to get involved, like for somebody who's apparently all over this project, and look, maybe Jay Moore is out there picketing. Maybe and he, do, he doesn't have time. He's standing with his SAG brethren. <laughs> But for somebody that, according to John Ireland, wants a piece of this thing, yeah. Jay Moore, he knows how to find me. He's yet to reach out. So whoever is our VP, maybe Jay, maybe another actor, but they're on the side looking uh, conspiratorially at Bobo. He, oh, he's kind of like you know the meme of Anthony Davis peeking behind the corner. <laughs> yeah. That's the vice president. And in the background of the president, there's a very subtle silhouette of the White House, like mm-hmm. the the lawn, the fountains, the columns that you can tell. It's Bo- an understated movie. <laughs> yeah, Bobo's in a suit and tie, mm-hmm. obviously. Does Bobo wear a vest? I feel like Bobo wears a vest. <laughs> he's, I mean, you know, he's very He likes formal. to class it up. He's formal. He's very, yeah. you know, he's not a casual president. Well, he's, he's very formal. He's at the White House desk, you know, the Oval <laughs> Office desk. The Resolute Desk. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it'd be a great image. He's like at one of those long meeting tables inside the White House, and he's on one side, and his vice president's on the other side. The vice president's just steaming. He's just steaming. But Bobo's not in a chair. He's standing in the chair with like on all fours, jumping up standing. Oh, he's on the table. He's actually on the table. He's in the middle of the table. He's got bananas in his hand, and he's got over the top of his head. Well, look, I mean- he earns respect. I want to make sure it's clear. Like, yes, he is a taskmaster. He, he is a chimp, and he's never going to not be a chimp. But he's also he's he behaves. Look, we just did the poster, right? So I feel like we've at least taken a step forward. Is that that has to be something that's currently shut down? You right? know what's funny? Actually, I we've been me and my original writing partners on this have been formulating this for a long time, and we had always pictured the scheming vice president as James Woods. Yeah, like that this, works. Right, but. Over the last 20-something years, James Woods has gone in a very different direction. The casting feels different now. Yeah, it feels different now. But I didn't realize this. I, I recently saw Oppenheimer. I saw that. He's one of the main producers. Is he really? Of Oppenheimer. 
Because I, I was watching the credits at the end and it said James Woods. I was like, wait, wait, James Woods? James Woods? Right. So I went to his IMDb. He's one of the main producers. Like if Oppenheimer wins Best Picture, it would be on stage. Sh- yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. I was like, James Woods? Hmm. Huh. Did you like it? Yeah, I, I did like it. I found the first hour kind of frustrating. It's so talky. Dense. And, and too, like a lot of the dialogue felt almost like it was taking the place of voiceover. Like they were trying to steer you through a exposition. lot of this. Yes. Just sometimes a lot of Nolan's movies, because they're very science-y, they have to do a lot of explaining to get you on board with whatever this is. I thought once the moment, and I, this isn't really a spoiler, you're going to know this happens. The moment, the mo- <laughs> the The bomb worked. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, they, they figured out how to yeah, do it. They did. Well, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is not a spoiler. But the moment where they test the bomb, that moment in the movie, from there onward, I think it really, really takes off. That hmm. scene's incredible. Like the, it is. the scene where they actually test it for the first time is done unbelievably. But like the first hour or so, I was like, so this is funny because I feel like we have the opposite opinion because I feel like the movie lagged after the the scene in which they test the bomb. Because I feel like that's the height of this movie. That's the zenith. And then you have an hour and change left to end this movie. And I felt like I didn't care about Robert Downey Jr. at all. I liked his performance. He's I thought, really I thought Well, Downey, yeah, that's I, not what I'm saying. I, 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 yeah. I know that's not, but... I didn't understand the point of the friction between the two of them. I never, I, I've, I saw the movie, I've read some things about it. I do not understand why Iron Man was going at Oppenheimer. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it was I all, per- I still it was all personal. He felt slighted by Oppenheimer. Yeah. Because of one offhanded joke at a congressional hearing? Like that That's the part in the movie I mean, that says. Or that he up. wasn't like thrilled to be at Princeton. Without going too far down a political road. <laughs> Let's just say one offhanded <laughs> joke can lead to a lot. Yes. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's talk about Giannis. <laughs> Wait, actually, before that, one small thing. So this is from Adam Schefter. So Rams, who still don't have a kicker on the 53-man roster, have signed former Cowboys kicker Brett Maher to their practice squad. All the right, roster. so that's not exactly brand new news. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but that is the officially signed to the practice squad. So Brett Maher was 29 of 32 last year kicking field goals, which is pretty darn good. That, that That's about as good as you're going to hope for. Brett Maher also missed five consecutive PATs in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's less good. <laughs> so if you get the guy that can make a bunch of field goals, cool. If you get the guy that hasn't figured out how to make a PAT, you're going to have to go back into the market Yeah, quickly. I mean, the, the good news is, A, he's got a pretty good overall track record. Yeah. So you can feel confident about that. The other part of the good news is, does it really matter? Well, that's I mean, a much season, larger conversation. It's a right? low stakes season. It 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 is, and that you and I were talking before the show. The three or four of us were, and the bill is due, right? You you took the trips, you had a great time, you got the memories, you 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 had the time of your life, you won the Super Bowl, but you kept putting it on the credit card. You never actually paid it off. They got to pay it off now, and 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 I'm okay with it. I think that. This is the beginning of whatever it is they're going to do next. That you can't if you keep trying to reload it on the fly, that never works. Yeah, you, you have to go back to all right. Let's get down to the brass tacks of what this is, and that's where they are. You look at this roster. Stafford's really good. Cup is still probably top five at his position. Donald's top one or two at his position. So you got some pieces, but the rest of it, it it's. 
the season is not what you've come to expect under Sean McVay. Well, That's not likely to happen. Here's the thing about it that I think should make Rams fans feel good. You said just now that you feel okay with it. I'm fine with it. I think they're okay with it. Yeah. Because they're not fighting it. Like, I think they recognized this is inevitable. This is where we are. Last season was an attempt to max it out a little bit further. Just see if we can max out this credit card, to use the analogy, a little bit more. They heard from Visa, no. <laughs> like, we're not giving you any more credit yeah. until you pay this pay, thing. Pay, they got to pay so this th- down. So they decided, you know, we're going to pay the whole thing in full. And then this coming off season in the, in the 2024, they're going to have a lot of cap space to ring up a new credit card balance. And thus far, they've been pretty good at spending big but purposefully. Yes. It's fine. Like, they they don't seem resistant to where they are now. They may not admit where they are now because from, you know, a marketing... Well, it's bad for the business. It's bad right. for the it's marketing business portion right, of it. Right, exactly. Like, they're not saying the quiet part out loud, but you don't get any sense that they are delusional about the quiet part. Well, they, they've done the right things, I think. And the right things may be uncomfortable they may be ultimately short term not successful but the fact that they bit the bullet on logan bruss the fact that they're willing to just say hey listen we're not going to do anything that ties us up beyond all this money that's coming off the books the fact that reportedly they were willing to listen to offers about matthew stafford or wanted to restructure there's always been a whisper in the background i don't think matt stafford would have minded being traded in the slightest i don't think so either but we'll see the Seattle game is oddly important. That's their opening game. But after that, the schedule's pretty darn rough through the first nine weeks of the season. You got one Arizona game and a game in Indianapolis. Other than that, the Rams are going to be underdogs in most of those other games, if not all of those other games. If it goes similar to the way that it went last year and they get off to a slow start and they struggle, I think you're going to see some of those big names that we're talking about either not play much or be on different teams. And, and I think that's just okay. Well, it, I, I hope one of deal. them is not Cooper Cup not playing much because I just did, did drafted, you draft him. Did you draft him high? Yeah, I, I I was in a really bad spot. I was drafting 12th out of 12 teams. Oh. And it's a really difficult position, particularly because our, our league is a super flex league, so you can have two quarterbacks. Okay. And it just it, it's a difficult position to draft twelfth and thirteenth. Then you don't draft again until thirty six. I think I panicked a little bit when I took Cooper Cup. Like not that I don't think he can have a good season. Did you take him twelfth or thirteenth? I took him thirteenth. I think. Okay. There's just there are so many potential variables with him, especially since I don't think he'll get traded. I think the likelihood of being him being traded is low. I think it's low, but I don't think it's zero. I, I don't think it's zero. For well, I'd rather him be traded than guys. shut down this I, season. Well, I I think everything's in play. No, I, I would I, rather. I, I, I understand <laughs> what what's the, your team name? I can't say it on air. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The, the, I really the, the can't team say name that you can't say on air. I want you guys to thrive. Obviously, look if it doesn't work out, pull an Artie Moreno and just quit and give your players to everybody else. <laughs> But like, okay, that's what Artie did. By the way, he rage quit a fantasy league. But, only it was a real team. But like, this is where I this is where I feel like <laughs> this is where I feel like though the odds of Cooper Cup getting traded are low because I think the Rams have accepted where they are, and 
I think they're confident that they can rebuild it back pretty quickly. Time will tell whether they're what right is or wrong. quickly in the NFL. Two years? Yeah, yeah, one or two years. If you're confident about that, you hang on to Cooper Cup because he's young enough and too good to be gotten rid of. It, I guess it, part of it depends on too, like what that injury last year was it serious or right. was it circumstantial and it was in it was beneficial to do it because if it was serious, it's thirty years old, two serious injuries. And let's have a conversation. If it's a hey, listen, had we needed him to play, he could have played. Right. Then I think it's a little bit different. Right. But like Aaron Donald, for example, like the only reason you move him is if he says, I'd like to be moved. Like I, I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna move him against his will. Uh, no, no, I, I I think that he needs to be okay with it. Yeah. But I think you may explore some things. And if you get a yes from team B, then you go, hey. This is out there. If you're interested in this, we can make this. If he says hell no, you probably pull. Well, if he back. says hell no, the other team ain't going to want it. R- right, that's what I'm saying. But I, I just, I think that I think everything's on the table. I don't think there's anything that they wouldn't at least have a meeting on. And, and I think that's different than well, they've been. That for that's a very probably long time. true if you know that there's some type of rebuild coming. But I just, you know, I'm sure they're thinking, okay, maybe if five of these young kids look like they're legit, these untested guys. Like that's a win for this yeah. season, especially 100%. if you if you feel like we can retool this thing quickly. We're a well we're a well run organization in a market people will want to with play a really in. good coach. Yeah, with a really good exactly. Coach. That's a that, that's the most important piece in my estimation. Hell no. Factor cap <laughs> coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey guys. Hey Em. It's good to have you here, yep. Andy. Thanks, so. At least right. we can do some movie talk. It's always good. Um, so uh, Jesse Palmer uh, was, who is the uh, host of The Bachelor. Um, he is a former Bachelor contestant. He's also uh, works worked for ESPN. He also uh, was a backup quarterback in the NFL. So he talked about how he the Bachelor comes is coming out next week, and Tom Brady. Could be a great bachelor contestant, and so Jesse Palmer is trying to pitch it to the right. He was people. a contestant, right? Yes, Jesse yeah. Palmer was a contestant yeah. of the Bachelor. So you would want to see Tom Brady as the Bachelor, Travis Fetter Cap. Cap, I I can't other than play football and not anymore. There's nothing I want to see Tom Brady do. I don't want to see him call a football game for Fox. I don't want to watch his infomercial where he sells you his powders and you underwear, know, elixirs and underwear, non-tomato products, the non non-tomato. Never tasted a strawberry. I, I Tom Brady the athlete was extraordinary to watch. Tom Brady the guy is not particularly interesting to me. So no, I have no interest in Tom Brady as a bachelor. Andy? Yeah, it's also cap because Tom Brady will be the most. Uh, non-transparent, um, highly edited bachelor <laughs> in the history of bachelors. Like he will control the entire process. If you make Tom Brady the bachelor, you're actually going to ruin whatever it is you like about the show. Like, do you think Tom Brady is going to allow himself to be in those type of situations? I don't think Tom Brady. Well, ne- never mind not being able to edit it. I don't think he puts himself in those. That's situations. That's my point. Is yeah, it's, he's him an uninteresting being, guy. Him being on The Bachelor would just be him like speaking to all of the girls like in a very formal setting. <laughs> like they're all seated in chairs, and he's like at a dais. And the, that's it. The the one of the few times I'm like, I need to know more about what's going on here with Tom Brady is when he stumbled off the boat in Tampa just wrecked. Well, okay. 
Like that, that you might get that on the bachelor, that Tom Brady. I'm like, but see, he's not going to let his guard down. He was with his teammates. He was enjoying a athletic accomplishment and it got away from him. Much like Matthew Stafford at there. It, it happens because they're in a safe environment. They're in their football environment or Max Scherzer one second after he won. <laughs> That's still the weirdest thing ever. I agree with you. But that Brady, I'd like to know a little when Brady lets his hair down. Sure. Yeah. But Brady, when he's aware that people are looking, no interest. Yeah, I mean, if there was a show like Tom Brady, The Lost Weekend, where he goes just on an absolute bender of booze and strawberries, like, I would watch that. <laughs> I just, the juice <laughs> running down his oh, face. No. There's It's those, all nightshades. Avocado those, tequila. Those empty go. little green baskets strewn around the room. It's just cocktails with the garnish is all a different nightshade. He's just going crazy. <laughs> or hey. Uh, Cap, I'm with the guys on this one. I think it'll be weird to see him in an environment like that. Plus, it's weird enough when you see him on those Hertz commercials. Yeah, he's just sitting on that couch and they talk about like they try to make a sports sports scene. It just like, doesn't. Work. He looks at this point. He looks and acts like he's an AI creation. Yes, like That's, he do, he does not actually seem human at this point. No, he, well, right. he doesn't act with human. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last night, uh, I also after I watched the BSI documentary, I um, was looking for something else to watch, and I turned on my favorite movie as a kid, and it brings me back like right away to watching this at my grandmother's house. It was one of the VHS tapes that she had. It's still one of my favorite movies to this day, and it was Hook. It's the movie with Robert Williams playing oh, yeah. Peter Pan, who's grown up, and Dustin Hoffman is Hook, and it's just, it's wonderful. So there is a movie that brings you right back to your childhood. Andy Fettercap. Hey, first of all, Emily, the fact that that's your childhood bleep off. <laughs> I know, I'm <laughs> sorry, so guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's upsetting. I was in college when Hook came out, I think. <laughs> or like it, the end of high school. Yeah. One, it, it, it won one Oscar and was nominated for another. Dustin Hoffman yeah, was yeah, nominated. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, right, I don't Andy. think she's understanding your point. <laughs> um, movie that takes me back to childhood. Yeah, I know she understands <laughs> the point. Movie that takes me back to childhood. Um, we just mentioned E.T. E First of all, what's great about E.T., like my daughters watched it with me. I know Brian's older kids have watched it. It holds up generationally. They all loved it. It is a great, I'd argue, perfect movie. There's like not a thing you would change about E.T. Yeah. It's incredible. A lot of Spielberg is like that. Um, not Hook. <laughs> <laughs> it stands up. All right, Trav. Um, okay, another one, though, that a little bit more random that does take me back to childhood. Um, it's a movie called Cloak and Dagger with Henry that. Thomas, actually. Um, oh, with Elliot? Uh, with Elliot. He plays this boy who, like Elliot, actually, is kind of lonely, doesn't have like a lot of friends, and he plays this video game called Cloak and Dagger that involves mm. a spy and basically... Dabney Coleman becomes like his sort of like real and imaginary friend who is a spy and wraps him up into this spy world. And it's a really, you know, it's a f cute, fun movie, but that one takes me back to being a kid. The the one for me, and and it's just the age. And Susan Kane. Not. <laughs> wow. Well played. Well played. I was going to pick a Charlie Chaplin, but Citizen Kane certainly works as well. Do you remember your first talkie you saw, Travis? <laughs> I do remember the first movie. Like my first, I don't know if it's the first movie I ever saw, but my first conscious memory of ever seeing a movie. This will date me again. 
was the Towering Inferno featuring O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. and we saw it in the drive. My parents took me to the drive-in to see. I, they probably wanted to see it, and I was along. I remember being in the back seat of a Datsun station wagon, not a Nissan, a Datsun station wagon, watching the Towering Inferno. As far as going back to the kid, it's Star Wars. Star for Wars me. is another one. Yeah, Star Star Wars for me. I was that came out seventy-seven. I was six years old. And it was the the biggest phenomenon in the country. I saw that in the theater like yeah. four or five times. The, at uh, least. the prequels would have been the same. I would have been the same age. Yeah. 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 So that for me, every time I see, even if you're flipping through the channels and you see it on <laughs> TNT or whatever, <laughs> you guys have a little battle going. <laughs> no, on. I like Jorge, the prequels was... came out, like the first prequel came out close to 2000. Yeah, I was look. four years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's back, it's back to the future for me. Back to the future is one of those movies that holds up to this day. Like I can watch it anytime it's on it, you know, whatever channel I can put it on, and it's I, I watch it. But I it's started. A great wa- movie. Do you know yeah. where if they made Back to the Future now, where they go back to? 1996. <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy time. I wasn't even there for it. But, I, but I'm getting invited to watch these movies that yeah. I've seen as a kid. We just watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. That's uh, fun. Yeah, was good. That, that's, that's a, good a fun one. movie. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a really fun. But I'm trying to get her to watch movies that I watched when I was a kid. So, cool. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, a couple was spotted uh, and took a picture of them taking two bags of spaghetti to an Orioles oh, game. I saw that. So yeah, they yeah. had two bags of spaghetti. Like Ziploc bags. Yeah, Ziploc bags. They had little forks and they were eating it whilst watching the game. It was it, it was their move to not have to spend money at the game, I, I assume. So this is a great move. Jorge, fetter cap. Ah, uh, cap. I mean, you can buy a hot dog. Come on. You don't have to go with a whole bag <laughs> of spaghetti. But what if you want spaghetti? Oh, okay, maybe if they went to the Diamondbacks to have a pool, so you, you might fit in there perfectly. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so, cap. I wouldn't bring it. People are, people are taking shots. Citizen Kane and pool spaghetti. Hey, you know, <laughs> so it cap, was the height get, of luxury. Cap, uh, get your own hot dog. Get your own stuff in there. Trev? Uh, no, a cap for me because it never never mind the economics of it all. And this is per baseball game is hot dog and nachos, and, and I know that they sell sushi and other things. And, right. and I, I get that times have changed. That's fine, but I don't want to eat bagged spaghetti at a baseball game. It just sounds terrible. Andy, before I give my answer, I need to know what type of sauce are we talking? It was uh, like marinara it sauce, red sauce. Yeah, yeah red sauce. Come okay, on. Yeah. I, no, I, well, I didn't. I just needed to know. <laughs> yeah, I needed to know. Lingui- I'm clamps. Shrimp scampi. Shells. All right, I'm actually on Team Emily with this one. I'm on fact. I'm fine with this. I yeah. got no issue with it. Ballpark food is all really overpriced. They gouge you for everything at the park. And if you like your cooking better than anyone else, like I'll tell you right now, what I made over the last few weekends. I would bring a bag of lo mein to a Dodger game <laughs> or bag of my pad thai. It was Just, fantastic. Can you not make sure you're not sitting next to me? Because <laughs> if I look over and there's a guy yeah. eating bagged lo mein two seats over, you're lost, dude. It was good. <laughs> you're lost. I'd love to eat your lo mein at your home. I don't want to share with you at the Dodger game. The biggest problem I would have with my bag lo mein is I typically eat it with chopsticks. So that's another level. <laughs> You have to admire it at some point. Like if I'm actually eating the bag lo mein with chopsticks, at, at that point you're you're making a you're doing a deal. Well, as Chris would say, you're committed to the bit <laughs> yes, at that point. Indeed, you are you are all in at that. Oh, point. Again, I, I, not saying I that I have it. done this or will do this in the future, but you know sometimes you got to be economical. Sometimes you want spaghetti and you're just in the mood for spaghetti, but you can, as people have uh, realized, you can't bring food into Dodger Stadium. It's just you can't bring alcohol. Right. So. Right. 
You you said something, M, that I can't quite figure out if it was a shot at me or a shot at Slee. I've got some follow-up questions coming up next. It's Travis <laughs> Slee, 710 ESPN. Don't miss Mason and Ireland broadcasting live from BMO Stadium on Friday for the Mason and Ireland LAFC pep rally. It's getting us ready for Messi and Inter-Miami to come to town this weekend. Mason and Ireland live from the home of the black and gold this Friday from 1 to 4 on 710 ESPN, your home of LAFC. Did I get it right, Jorge? Yes, you did. All right. Yeah. He had to he had to help him out or help me out yesterday with BMO Stadium. BMO. I had to be helped with that right. recently. Yeah, I thought too. it was BMO. Now I know so it's BMO. That's BMO. Yeah. See, we're 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 learning things together. <laughs> BMO what? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be more <laughs> yeah, BMO. <laughs> All right. So you said something that you meant as a compliment to Andy. But yeah. it was clearly either a shot at me or Slee, and I can't figure okay. out. Maybe both, quite possibly both. <laughs> when you, your first question was about the movie that takes you back to your childhood, yeah. Right? And you said it's nice to have you in here, Andy, because we can talk about movies. Does that mean that either Slee can't, or I can't, or we both can't? Okay, so getting you to see a movie is a huge barrier to entry. I just a lot saw of Oppenheimer <laughs> and Top Gun. <laughs> two movies two years pretty good did you see One Barbie you were no. talking about seeing no he didn't not. see Barbie no I'm good you yeah, were open yeah. towards it you were- I, I was it wasn't a hard no but then I got it then, was a I have better things to do no it, well yeah the other day but it was one of those I got a little bit too much of, I actually think you'd like it. I'm like no nah, I'm out now See, that's why it's hard to talk about movies with you is because it's either a hard sell or we can't talk about it because then you're like, oh, uh, like, I don't know. It was a me thing. It's a trap. And then, okay, then Slee goes to interesting movies in terms of not interesting as in like, interesting as in like, oh, I didn't Strays? realize you would make that Strays. choice. Interesting because Al saw it. Yeah. Like that he saw Strays. Yeah. Of all the movies that are open right now that he chose, okay, he also chose to see Lightyear last year. Yeah, I was year. just going to say, I, was like, I forget the Buzz Lightyear he, with Lightyear, yes. He has interesting He choices. saw Lightyear? Exactly. That was the guy? So it's like, it's like the movies he chooses to see are always like, oh, you're, yeah, you're the He's reason these are in able to stretch out in that theater. And then he also <laughs> likes to move seats to be closer to the front. You no, know, that's very, that, that's borderline like watch list kind of behavior. Right. So he, he prefers the front. <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that, those are there for profiling purposes. Like, is he farsighted? <laughs> I, I don't, unless you have a neck that doesn't have any muscles in it, how can anybody sit there? You're going to be, it's like a torture device. Like, does he look for the front row? Like, you know when you go, like, now you book your seat online, right? Yeah. You look, and the only ones that are ever available are the very front. front. I usually That's go it. to a different showing. Of course. Yeah. We yeah. all do. Absolutely. We all do. Yeah. So Sliwa looks for a crowded theater specifically so he I, can get that I seat. Think Screen side were, seats. Yeah, <laughs> empty. He thinks it's a baseball game that you want to be close to the action. It's He's right like, there. Like, does he think road. those are the premium seats? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've tried to figure it out and we, we have But yeah, Travis, when you, when you watch the Fernando Mania documentary every good. day forever, it? it's hard to <laughs> find time to I texted you the other day. My favorite part from that documentary is when that kid is doing a commercial with Fernando about Kearns yeah and he's like oh, oh the he's, juice yes he says his favorite uh, flavor is strawberry he says no it's apricot <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part from that documentary yep. they're all my favorite parts I can't get yeah, enough but Andy knows a lot more than I do so I enjoy hearing him talk well, thank about you movies. I appreciate that I just felt a little bit insulted. Did, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, when, 
<laughs> Do you remember what, the, the Citizen Kane really did put it over the top? <laughs> that was pretty good. I liked that. That was pretty good. Do you remember that Fernando Kearns commercial? I remember it because of the documentary. Yeah. Okay. I don't That's remember I seeing it on TV. Okay, I was wondering, like, did you ever used to picture yourself as the kid in the commercial <laughs> with Fernando? Okay, so I had a buddy, speaking of random fruit-related commercials, a buddy of mine, uh, you may or may not know, Mark Loretta played in the major leagues for like 15 years. Played for the Padres, the Astros, the Dodgers, uh, Brewers, maybe one or two, Red Sox. Made the All-Star team a couple of times. Was a major league baseball player. Made the All-Star team twice, I believe. Um, got a game-winning hit against the against the Cardinals for the Dodgers in the playoffs. Was a friend of mine when we were little kids. We played Little League and all this stuff together. He was in a Nature Valley granola bar commercial when they're like, ooh, now in strawberry. And his line was, luscious date. <laughs> and that was his line. And it paid for – like it. he was a child actor in these things as well. So every time I see a little kid in a fruit – like. His favorite is, I think, Luscious Date. You know that's what's, Mark Loretta. You know what's funny? I have a few friends who are actors, and they've done a lot of commercial work and stuff like that. And you realize how some people truly don't follow sports in a situation like this. Like, one of them in the late 90s did a, a Campbell's Soup commercial with Terrell Davis. Okay. He had no idea who Terrell Davis was. Like, he actually... Said to me, he's like, I, I'm doing it. Some guy, I think he plays for Denver. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you know who he is? He's like, I don't know, like Terrell. So I'm like, Terrell Davis. I'm like, you're doing a commercial with Terrell Davis. He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, is that a big deal? I'm like, yes. yes. I'm like, he's arguably the best player in football right now. I had another friend who did a commercial. He was with LeBron. Do you remember the, those? Um, might have been State Farm or something like that. LeBron. Um, LeBron is a lawyer in a courtroom, and he's trying to prove that a guy is faking an injury. Okay. He's a neck brace, and he tosses a basketball over his shoulder, and the guy leaps up to catch it, and that's how he reveals that the guy was faking it. My friend is the guy in the neck brace who catches the ball. <laughs> and my friend knew who LeBron was, but he didn't know much about him, so he actually peppered me with a few questions just so he didn't sound like a complete idiot you know like what team does he play for like <laughs> right. cleveland right you know what position like stuff like that but he said the first time lebron threw the ball at him he like ducked out of the way he's like jesus dude like lebron <laughs> didn't realize because you know this lebron's casual pass to the normal person is like 95 miles an hour so with that in mind be Kyle Brandt, who's on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, right? And and he and I worked together for Rome for a period of time. And he told he was in a commercial where he played odor. Okay. It was like a it was right guard or speed okay. stick or something like that. And he was odor. And Randy Johnson was the odor killer. Oh. And and he was throwing uh uh dodgeballs at odor. And like, oh, so I remember so this. He's whipping dodgeballs yeah. and he it's Randy Johnson and he's unloading dodgeballs on us. Same thing, like we're going in there, and Kyle obviously follows sports and knew who Randy Johnson was, but he goes in there to your point about LeBron. And Randy Johnson was like doing to those guys what he did to that bird in spring training. Like he's just blowing guys out of the water as odor. Yeah. I mean, like my friend really, like he ducked the first time the ball came at him and they had to tell like LeBron, like this is not a, you're not throwing this to a teammate. Like it, we can fix it in post so it looks impressive, but like for real, slow it down. This kid was in the uh, drama club in high school while you were at basketball. <laughs> right. Throw him one he can catch. But yeah, I mean, but. 
It's time for getting to you, getting to getting you into the NFL spirit. Hit it, him. How Latinos pronounce NFL teams. ¿Cómo se llama este equipo de football? New York, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what team was it, Andy? New York Jets. New York, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that's, so that's, my, that's my entire in-laws. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's my entire family too, man. I still like the Titans the best. That, that's that the, that's the best one that we've hit so far. We're slowly working our way through the league. That's we funny. had the uh, how did how was the ten- Tennessee pronunciation? NFL teams part three. Get that key. Say Washington Commandos. <laughs> Washington Commandos. Washington Commanders. Come on, yeah. people. Too good, too good. All right, we got a. Uh, it's Thursday. We it's got twenty twenty three for God's sake. We've Come got on. our draft coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, Emily, we're going to do sports scandals. Yes, in honor of the BS High documentary that Question. came out on Max. Yes, who picks first? Oh yeah, have you oh, done the draft? other side? Other side. That means Emily <laughs> picks first. I, <laughs> I talked. Take to, the break. I talked to Emily before the show, and I was like, "You, we all need to prepare for the fact that this draft could get very dark." Very uncomfortable. We all may feel like we need a shower after this draft. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's the selling point. <laughs> Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.